Hello, everybody. Welcome again to a Behind the Curtain, where we take a little inner look behind the workings of the church and those who make it happen. And today I have a wonderful guest, a Father Paul, Father Paul Thomas, who is the associate here at Queen of Peace Church in Ocala. I, as you probably realize, one of my favorite spots here in Marion County. A lot of great things happen here. But before we begin this, this podcast, I welcome Father Paul to begin with prayer once again. Oh, gracious Father, we just turn to you and ask you to help and to bless us. That's uh, our little dialogue here, this conversation, again, may be uplifting and pleasing to your ears, but praying that it be a, a blessing to those here who listen to it. And they may they not only learn, but maybe somehow touch and our behavior, that we may be more like your Son, Jesus, our Lord. Amen. May all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Therese, pray, pray for, for us. us. Our Lady Queen of Peace, pray, pray for us. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And again, I welcome you, Father Paul Thomas. Now tell me, how did you get the last name? That's your last name, Thomas? No, it's my father's name. It's your father's name. Oh. Last name is too long. Too long. Okay. Well, that's right. Yeah, it seems like, I don't know a lot of Indian names, but the last names do seem to be long. long. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Wow, like, you know, there's the alphabet almost. Huh? <laughs> Is there a reason behind that or something? Uh... Um, I don't know. I have not it's just actually the way it thought is. about it. But okay. Certain areas, of course, the family name comes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Thomas, is that, that to do with the Apostle Thomas? Uh, with yeah. Because he was, we believe, brought the faith to India, is that right? Or Yeah, that's the legend. Like, that's, that's what we kind of believe, that St. Thomas, my namesake, so I'm happy to hear that, that he brought the faith to, uh, to India. So wonderful, 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 wonderful. And um, so India is a tremendously large country. I asked you the other day, the population roughly of India would be over a billion. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like four, almost like four times the size of the United States. Yes. Right? Think about that, because we're, you know, we're a good-sized country. Multiply that by four times. Incredible. Now, who's, what population would be larger, China or India? China. China. So they're the largest in First, the world? yeah. And then you probably are second, second. is that right? Mm-hmm. How much difference is between you and China, do you know? i got to Google that and find <laughs> out. Huh? Can't be too, too much after a while. I mean, you know, a lot is a lot. Wow. And the, uh, as far as religion goes, the majority is Hindu. Hindus. Right, roughly, we say 50, 60%. Yeah. And so there's other Muslims, right? Yeah. And then Christians. Christians. Sikh. Sikh. Mm-hmm. A few Buddhists. Buddhists, okay. Jainists. Well, okay. But the, the majority, okay, now, so Christians... Is what you say, 2% of the population? Yeah. And Catholics, of that 2% be 1% or 1.5? Or is Catholics the majority of the Christians? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's just overwhelmingly a minority. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're, you know, in this country here, we're not the major, but still, we're well represented. You talk about less than 2%. Oh. But then again, the population is, is, is large. large. So are the Christians, Catholics, Centralized in any particular area in the, in the huge country? Is there a certain section? Or to, the it south, south to the south. To the south. India. Yeah. South of India, all right. You know, I'll be honest, when I think of India, I don't know a tremendous amount, but two people that come to mind when I think initially of India would be Mahatma Gandhi 
and then Mother yeah. Teresa. Yeah. I'm sure there's others. I don't mean to say they're the only ones, but at least in a popular mind here as a foreigner, you know, we, I remember as a child and kid, we used to have this TV show, little TV show called Biography. It was like a 30 minute and they took famous people and I remember watching Mahatma Gandhi. It struck me as a 10 year old, 11 year old kid watching that. Ooh. I remember that, yeah. Mahatma Gandhi. It was a little, uh, little documentary, like say 30 minutes in black and white. I remember just, you know, watching him and impressed even at early age of Mahatma Gandhi. And then I guess it was in the 80s, the movie about Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhi was called yeah. Gandhi, which was really a long film. Had an intermission in it, you know. That, I mean, it was really long for that one. But I, I was really moved by the, just that, um, the, uh, the documentary, because they had real pictures of him movie was actors, but this one was really him. I remember seeing him walking, go, go, I remember the, going to the seashore getting salt. Mm -hmm. I remember that, and yeah. the white and the little cane and the skinny little fella. Huh? Anyway, and of course Mother Teresa, who she became an Indian citizen, Sitting, right? Yeah. So, um, though not born there, she was Indian, right? Yeah. I mean, you would see that, you would claim her as your own, right? What an honor, what an honor. Now, that great saint who loved India. And so, um, were you born and raised Catholic? Were you a convert? Yes. Okay. Born and born. Okay. So your Catholicism goes pretty back in your family tree? Or? Yeah. So, okay. So that's not, not a recent convert. And you are a Carmelite priest. Sure. Right? <laughs> now, uh, those listening may not understand what that means, Carmelite. You know, we have religious orders. A lot of us are familiar with the Franciscans, and most people know Franciscans and the Jesuits, maybe the Dominicans. A Carmelite is another religious order where people mm -hmm. are drawn to the charisma, the style, the spirituality. Saint Teresa. Of Saint Teresa. Avila. Avila. And uh, Saint John of the Cross. John of the Cross. Mm -hmm. You forgot one, I was hoping you mentioned someone else. Carmelite. My home parish church, Saint Therese. Yeah, she comes as a child of. I know, but still, you got to throw her out because that's no. She was a pupil of Saint Teresa. No, no, means uh, in the congregation. Yeah. Now you're the scoused. Yeah. And Saint Teresa was the scouse. Yes. John of the Cross was the scouse. Mm -hmm. Saint Therese, the scouse. Okay, so then she is part of your group. Mm -hmm. Okay, the scouse means without shoes. What exactly yeah, does that that's, mean? That's the meaning of it. But, but did they wear shoes or? Shoes with uh, opening in like sandals. Yeah. Okay. And so not to go back. That was a uh, penitence for those who are in Spain. Okay. Not for Indians. So. Oh, okay. So Spain, not for Indians. Yeah. Okay. And I guess your charisma is really a prayer life. I mean, what yeah, what's contemplation? The, contemplation, right? Contemplation. That's the calling to be people who pray and contemplate. Hmm? Actually, she founded, reformed the mm -hmm. Carmelites. Um, nuns should be purely contemplative. Mm -hmm. Men, contemplation, like yeah, and uh, active ministry. Active ministry. Nuns, just sort of a prayer life. Prayer life. Men will be brothers. They are brothers, and you know, a brother, right? Do they have? Con we are called brothers. So formerly, we used to write. Um, frater, pater, or pater, frater. So that's Latin for brother, father, or yeah. father, brother. Yeah. 
I see. That's but I mean, in religious life, I speak with the Salesians, we have those who are priests and those we call, quote, brothers, those who are under vow but not priests. Do you have that? We have, we have. So brother, brother. <laughs> now we don't have that. No more. Oh boy. Okay. So basically just... Because there are so many congregations for the brotherhood. All right. So they don't want... So basically priesthood would be the route to go. Yeah. And so it's prayer, contemplation, and active ministry. Typically parish work or... No. It's not actually the parish work, but preaching. Preaching. Missions? Yeah, missions. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Now when you say contemplation... But St. Teresa asked us to help if the church needs. What you're doing that's here. That's how we entered into oh, parish okay. life. So that's the end of parish. Now, in your order, is there a certain rule or regimen that you have to give, devote so much time to prayer per day? Yes. How much time do they ask of you? Minimum two hours. Two hours, a minimum. Two hours a day. You could break it up any way you want it. You could do 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, so it has to be... No. Uh, it can be done at any time according to our convenience mm -hmm. if you are out, outside. But in the monasteries, they have the prescribed time for it. Mm -hmm. um, still, that law is valid for even those who are in the monastery. Uh -huh. We have to make up that some other time. I see. That so at least two hours of prayer. Mm -hmm. I was contemplate. Thinking. That's a meditation. Contemplate. Meditation. meditation. So it's not the same the rosary. No, 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 no. It's simply quiet, yeah. but like reading scriptures and then just pondering it. Yes, that would be like to say reading scripture or, mm -hmm. or just pondering without having, a, just thinking about God or, reflecting on nature. Right. Yeah, you know, just sure. just being quiet, being still, mm -hmm. being still and being mindful of God's presence. Yes. Right. That's what contemplation is. I guess you would say. Uh, contemplation means, um, it comes as a. Zenith of this meditation, I mm. say. Yes, yeah, so meditation. Yes. Active say, contemplation, passive, all these different It gets so complicated. Yeah, we yeah. try to enter into that solitude and silence. Solitude and silence. Go without any, any kind of, um, what do you call, any thoughts, even. No thoughts. Almost like centering prayer. You have your centering prayer? Yeah, centering prayer. Not really the same, because I centering prayer no. they try to do without thoughts. Yeah. You just try to... Then comes uh, passive. God yeah. is leading us to into Wow. So active contemplation will end up there. So it's a contemplation, meditation, not the same thing? No. Mm. That's why I, I, would, may I and probably many others think this is sort of the same thing. Meditation is more active, is that it? Yes. And contemplation is you just... Wow. Meditation, we, get, we can get some help by reading. Yeah, right, right. Um, keeping something. Yes. But when you come to contemplation, uh -huh. uh, it has to be higher than that. Wow. So let me ask you this, cause I'm, I'm learning something today. Cause, uh, uh, so let's say you begin your contemplation. All right? You sit down, you're going to pray. Let's see your little chapel. Do you not first read something to get the engine running, or you just start off quick? If you need help, we can read. Okay. Otherwise, we have been might be thinking about or uh, thinking about the readings for that day. Okay. Or the psalms mm -hmm. for the prayer of the church. I say. Then we can get into it. Wow. Meditation, but if some 
distractions come. Sure. But of course, they will come. We have to. And they do come. Yeah. We're human. They can you know just uh, take some books or All right. read it. Wow. Or, as she says, um, pray the Our Father slowly. Slowly. Meditatively. As the Father Odari was telling us about one of my podcasts about praying the Our Father, he just takes his time. So, that at least two hours a day, you know, my asking, uh, if you don't mind, uh, how long is a typical session of uh, you, your prayer session? With you go an hour straight, thirty minutes. How long would you go? No, I go. Usually, I go take that hour. An hour. Mm-hmm. And usually, at least twice a day, then, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And you're in a sitting position, sitting down, or sometimes kneeling, kneeling, sometimes sitting. Wow. Okay. You know, if I try to meditate, contemplate, I, if I'm in a sitting position, I get relaxed and peaceful. I begin to doze, man. You know that? And have that happened to you? I get so relaxed that you're peaceful and... No? The body is slowing See, that down? that sleep sometimes mm-hmm. is not the sleep of the body, you know? Right. Sometimes we feel we have not even thought of anything, but we were there. Yeah, okay. All right. See, that's what uh, St. Therese of... Lucy, yeah. Little Flower says, okay. I was in the choir, but I was sleeping all the time. Uh-huh. And I was sleeping in the hands of my father. Oh, so, so, yeah, that's a nice excuse <laughs> I to try that. But actually, but you know... That, that uh, um, mind comes because sometimes we don't, we are not distracted. Mm-hmm. We are not reflecting on anything, but still we are somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, I, I, you know, they say this, at times I have felt myself, let's say, dozing, but not really sleeping, and somehow this is still a consciousness mm-hmm. that I, I, I felt, you know that? Yeah. I'm not all the time, you know, sometimes, but I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm not, I'm like that in-between state of being, I don't know what you call it, and there's something going on. In fact, sometimes I get these ideas from my homily or just my ministry in that state, it's mm-hmm. still going. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how that works. I actually, you know, I felt aware. There's an awareness of something. Something. Especially if you go, you know, on something, and it, it sort of stays with you. Now, that's uh, two hours is a nice significant amount of time of prayer. You know, so in your formation, you had to read the works of John of the Cross mm-hmm. or Saint uh, Saint Saint Therese. Yeah. Now I try to read Saint John of the Cross. Anyone listening? I mean, he's fantastic, but it's not that, you know, it's, it's weighty, it's not, you know, it's... Because uh, Teresa of Avila um, is not a philosopher or theologian, mm-hmm. but John the Cross is. Yeah. Therefore, his writings will have, has a background. Yeah. And his thoughts will be always philosophical, mm. theological. So it, um, it's not so easy to understand as we understand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It it's almost, for me, going to school back in the day, uh, Shakespeare, okay? Mm-hmm. I know Shakespeare is great, you know? And yet reading Shakespeare, is, again, is not that simple. So I find John the Cross. I know it's great, but, you know, it's, it's you got to take, you know, at least for me, I remember what the volumes of his works and... I was attracted simply to Dark Night of the Soul. 
mm-hmm. by John the Cross. I think everyone, you know, anyone who tries prayer life or the spiritual life, experienced the dark night where, you know, at least we think we have, you know. Yeah, all you know of what us. Mean? All, of, all us. of us, right? So that's one thing I was fascinated by him because he hit that topic and in, even the phraseology, the dark night of the soul. And, you know, because sometimes too often people, we want to pray, we pray for that feeling. You know, we want to have an emotional response. Emotional, yeah. Isn't that right? I mean, gee, I don't... And so we, if you don't get that emotional response, then we don't want to pray anymore. We think prayer yeah. is me getting a response. That's the objective. No, prayer is you honoring, worshiping, yeah. being with God. That's why St. Teresa of Avila says, usually people reach that third mansion that come down. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? That's because what's, what's the third mansion? There's a, it's a kind of a purification, purification. to get away from all these um, emotional things. Mm. But when we lose that, we right. don't feel it, then we think, I'm not praying. Yeah. So we come down. That's it, come down. We so she off, says, right? remain there. Remain there, right? Overcome that. Mm-hmm. It'll come then down. only get into the fourth. What is the fourth one? We, we can have a big, just on this alone, by the way. I think one day we will. I think if you, one day we're going to talk about this book. Okay, how's that? Give you a chance to, you know? Yeah. I think I read that book because I, I was in spiritual direction courses. And she was one I remember reading. But again, even though she may be easier than John of the Cross, you know, we get so used to reading all these Reader's Digest articles, those simple things that we expect things to become easy. And, you know, they, this reading requires you to read, but also to reflect you know, you can't, I don't think you can speed read it, which might happen. I felt like, you know, we want to get things done. But anyway, but the dark night of the soul, and you, you mentioned see, it. St. Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. says, um, very simple person, but her experience of God. Mm-hmm. And so she is writing wow. as it comes. You know? Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Jonathan Cross will always refer to certain things. And they were contemporaries, yeah. companions, friends, whatever, colleagues. Yeah. And they brought about the, re- the you know, reformation, reformation yeah. of, of the order. It was getting too loose. Mm-hmm. And, they, uh, and they treated John pretty roughly, his own religious order. So those are the... And St. Therese, which we follow at our church, very simple, but we like it all. I mean, but it's true about this emotional response. But very simple. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... Uh, Edith Stein, another one? Yeah, she was a philosopher. A philosopher. But another Carmelite, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, say, Abba the Great? No, he wasn't a Carmelite. No. no, no, no. Who else? Any other Carmelites that I would have known, renowned? Uh, um, Elizabeth of Trinity. Okay, that's one that Father O'Doherty speaks about. Yeah. Huh? Elizabeth of Trinity. To me, that's a hidden figure to me. Elizabeth of Trinity. He found that one. I think he latched onto her. I think no one else will, but he did. So Elizabeth of Trinity, any others that people may know. But the big ones, the big three would be, I think, Therese, mm-hmm. St. Teresa of Avila, mm-hmm. John of the Cross, and St. Therese of the Those are, the, I think, the, the three key ones, right? Okay. You have a favorite of those three, or you have a favorite uh, spiritual writer of that group? Any uh... Favorite of Little Flower. Little Flower. Oh, good. <laughs> That's my parish. Hafiz is coming up shortly. On October 1st is... Uh, yeah, a week from uh, well, a couple weeks from tomorrow, on a Thursday. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, good. Good. Have you ever um, prayed more than an hour straight? Have you gone more than an hour in contemplation? No, contemplation no. will not be. 
I don't think I'll be able to do that. Okay, I was just curious, maybe like on a retreat day, you had time, you know what I mean? And meditation, of course, is... A meditation. Mm, mm. Oh, good. You had an efficient, mm -hmm. right? And that's a year long? A year long, yeah. Yeah. A year, and a vision is where those list thing is when you join a religious order and it gives you sort of an intense year of spiritual formation and learn about the spirituality of your particular congregation. I was with the Salesians and we had a year of vision, learning the rules, you know, spirituality. Now, and somehow my own limited thinking and knowledge, I would think the Carmelites would be strong in India because I see India having almost a mystical, there's a spirituality. Mm -hmm. am, am I right about India? There's something yeah. hmm? that's uh, native almost. Indian, hmm? Indian mind is always searching for solitude. Yeah, okay. That's an Indian mind. Is that right? Yeah. So, for them, like a charismatics, mm -hmm. that would be, um, it would be digesting for them. Yeah, no charismatics, huh? Yet there's there Pentecostals, there, there right? Are, but, That's right. But Indian mind is not uh, created for that. Mm -hmm. It is simple searching for some kind of solitude. Yeah, th th so a that's a Carmelites. They like Carmelites. I would think so. I, I just, again, I don't, you know, I'm not a, it's just my little knowledge of India. They seem to be, uh, there's a, a depth to them, yeah. a spiritual depth that they're naturally inclined to the other realm, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Americans would be, I don't know what, I don't know what we would classify ourselves, the pragmatic, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it being busy, but there is, you know. There is, now there is a um, desire, even in the American community, no? for this, such kind of solitude. Oh, so sure. That's why people join the Buddhist. Oh, Buddhism. yeah. Oh, yeah. But they'd be yeah. countercultural, see? Mm -hmm. In a way, they're going against the common. But I think in India, I think you're flowing with the culture. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, sure, there's always that. Much easier for them. Yeah, yeah. As you say, there's Pentecostals or Charismatics, but that would be sort of, they're countercultural in a way. Yeah. India has, just has that, uh, you know, a spirituality, a depth to it. Mahatma Gandhi was that, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, what he did, but what little I know, it really came from a spiritual depth, you know? It wasn't simply being, you know, practical. He just was that way. So Indian is mystical. Mm. How far were you from? We grew up from Calcutta. Oh, far, far from the far from. We there. are from the south. Okay, end of south. That means um, south of India. Mm -hmm. They are from the northeast. Okay, so it's a quite a distance. Yeah. Now, since you was that distance. I mean, I'm sure she was popular where she was, but would her reputation or popularity be throughout the whole country? Yeah. Uh, the whole, okay, not just where she operated. How about the Taj Mahal? How far oh, are you yes, from the Taj Mahal? That. That's uh, in, um, what is it? Oh, I don't get the but It's uh, north of India. So far from you when you were raised? Yeah. 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 Did you ever go to the Taj Mahal? Yeah, a couple of times. Oh, you got to see, you got to see it. See, again, again, I feel so foolish saying these things because I don't know, you know, much about it. But these are things that we speak of, you know, United States, you know, the Statue of Liberty, how far you're from that. And the transcendental meditation begin in India? 
I think. Yeah, see? And the Beatles went way back. The old mm-hmm. Beatles went there. So that's, I mean, there was something about the Maharishi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, can you sit in the lotus position, the legs crossed? Uh, that's uh, yoga. Yoga. Yeah. That's not in India? Or is that or originate in India, yoga? Yeah, yoga. Yeah, see? These different movements. Have you ever done yoga? No. No. <laughs> I mean, the stretching anyway. Could you have it in the United States? You go to the Y, just the, uh, it's good health exercise, but not, not that. Okay. It's sort of a, it's sort of like a religion. It's a help for meditation. Mental for meditation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fantastic. So when did you, how old were you when you entered the seminary? I was 17. 17. And ordained at what age? 26. Oh, so I was ordained at 28. I went to Vishit when I was 17 myself. And I had, because we had college, theology, and two years of teaching. So I was 28 years old. Wow. Okay. And you uh, served your early years in India itself? Yeah. Right? So how long have you been in the States? Altogether, now, this is the 12th year. 20? 12th. Uh, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Three years here. Four years in Los Angeles. Los oh, Angeles, wow. Four years in Louisiana. Louisiana. Dice of Alexandria. Uh-huh. And for eight, yeah, about 12 years, wow. So, did you have a, um, L.A., Louisiana, or Florida? Do you have a favorite? Uh, more comfortable? <laughs> no, I'll say that. I'll leave that here since you're in Florida. I don't think I want to be in L.A., no offense. Uh, you know. Of course. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's not me, but I don't know. I like Florida. Cabo's probably a nice place for you here. And your grounds are suitable for meditation and contemplation. But Louisiana was that. Was that also? Yeah. Yeah. So you're a missionary, is that right? Mm-hmm. How did you end up in the United States? Did they ask for volunteers? It's like, who wants to work in the United States? Or uh, This is sent by the province, our provincial. He just sent you? Yeah. Oh, so you didn't have a, ch- I mean, it was like an assignment. But he asked me, so I said, okay. Was it a char- a t- difficult to adjust at first coming to this country? Yeah, or? sure. Yeah, right. But since I had, uh, first time when I came, I was not a send, but there was something, uh, some kind of problem. Mm-hmm. So, mm. I had to ask for a leave of absence. Uh-huh. So... I had to I end up in here. Okay. Bishop Sam was pleased to take me. Okay. So I was, I came on June 13th. In Louisiana, this Louisiana. is? Bishop Sam Jacobs? Yeah. I know him. On 18th, I was in my parish. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know Sam Jacobs, Bishop I think he's yeah. retired now. He's, he's charismatic. Yes. <laughs> That's right. He's the one. I uh, found him by... One of my Christians was actually was a personal friend of his, and he came and did mass at our parish. And I did I used to be sort of a charismatic follower, you know. Yeah. And I was attending where he uh, prayed over. So the, I had three parishes, three churches. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. Now you plan on staying in the United States? You're going to go back to work in India? Any idea, or just take it one day at a year at a time, or whatever? Then when they call me back, I go. They call you back. If not, you're content enough to stay where you're at, though, right? Yeah. Now, do you get to go home? To visit? Every, every year. Every year. How long do you go home for? About a, One month. A month. You go with family? Is that your visit? Or you visit, stay with yeah, the Carmelites? Yeah, stay with my brothers and sister. Oh, good. Of course, um, only just a few days with them. 
mm-hmm. then in a monastery. In a monastery? Yeah. We can take, uh, we can ask for, so I'll be in such and such a place daily. Oh, good. So, um, right now, when it's September, have you gone home yet for this year? No. Last year I went on, in September. Are you planning to go? Um, no, there's no flight. Because of the virus? No flights. No flights, America. right? You can't go anyway. You like, yeah. I haven't got home either. And that's only New Jersey, you know, my family. But we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. well, right? Kind of strange thing. But anyway, it feels like, did we have a summer? It just, it's a weird feeling, but that's another topic for a different time. So the Carmelites, remember I told you about the high school, we used to play basketball, the Carmelite. Fight, fight, Carmelites. Of all people, fight, fight. They're the least likely people to fight. You know what I mean? The Carmelites are not a really a uh, fighting fight, sort of guy. Yeah. People, you know what I mean? Contemplate, contemplate. Yeah, not fight, fight. Wow. Well, good. And um, do you mind me asking how many years you've been ordained? How many years are you a priest? Forty-two years. Oh, 42 years. Oh, my. I got 37, so... Uh, Looking forward, God willing, to my 40th. My mom's still alive, so hope she'll be around for that. But you have 42. 42 years. And 43. 50 years of my... Vows? Vows. 50 years. Mm-hmm. This year? Yeah, last... Just passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... Wow, congratulations. 50 years. Poverty, chastity, obedience. Yes. There's no other vows. I mean, you don't no, have any extra three, vows? Only three, yeah. Okay, some have extra obedience to the Pope mm-hmm. or stability, but yours, yours is simply that. I mean, not simply, but wow. 50 years. Wow. That's a good achievement. Well, thank you. You know, I want to talk about something else, about the, the parish ministries out there, but I think we have, we're going to have to have another podcast, if you don't mind. Okay? I was interesting. I mean, I you know, found out different things. I'm sure our listeners as well. And so maybe our listeners can try, you know, well, two hours a day is a lot, so... You know, each day we pray a little bit and be peaceful, be quiet, and be still, and recognize God within mm-hmm. us, within us, without, you know, outside of us, in nature, and just be, have a focused mind on, on our Creator. Even in this crazy, turbulent world, we can have peace, right? Sure. We best, can still have peace. Best we. Right? No matter what happens outside side of us, you know, God promises a peace that the world cannot give. And the Kamalites are a great example. And so those listening, as you... Uh, Want to learn? You can try reading from those works by Saint Teresa, Saint John of the Cross. But go slow, take a little bit at a time. But also uh, the uh, book of Saint Teresa, the of the soul. What's that? The Diary of a, I forget the exact. I read the book already the, of Saint Teresa. That's a, that's a much easier one to read. So read yeah. Saint Teresa. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful Story one. Story of the soul. Story of the soul. Exactly. And very simple. Very simple. So read that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, let's Thank go you, back Bob. to your contemplation. I don't want to disturb you. <laughs> hey, what, so what, what hours do you contemplate at? I mean, is there a certain time of day that right now you have a schedule, more or less? Do you do uh, in the morning, evening, or morning? Yeah, afternoon? morning, of course. All right. Then I take my own time, either um, by 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock. Okay. Or late in the Later. evening. Yeah, I can't pray at night. No, Me personally, you know what I mean? Like 8, 9 o'clock, I, I... No, 8, 9, you won't be able to do Okay, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, so yeah. morning I'm good. to go to the bed. So. Yeah, in my mind I'm tired. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, but 3.34 is... Yeah, it's a nice break during the day. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, your prayer, remember my parish 
St. Therese and say a little contemplation prayer for me. I appreciate it, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. God Thank bless. You, Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you.